before we start our episode today, I just want to say we are currently accepting spooky story submissions of your real haunting experiences at helpmespiritdiaries at gmail.com. Go ahead and send us a very short summary to our email address and we will reach out if we think you are a good fit to share your story for the podcast. My name is Birdie and I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits, amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am in control of my abilities. My name is Robert, and I'm a paranormal investigator. That means I'm researching and deep diving unexplained phenomena. I grew up in a haunted house, but now I am investigating hauntings around the world. Welcome to our Spirit Diaries. Hello, and welcome to the Spirit Diaries podcast, where we share stories of us growing up haunted and other stories we forgot to tell you along the way, as well as some other occulty type things. Yeah, what if we feel like? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things of a spooky nature. <sighs> so, welcome. And before we jump into today's stories about haunted workplaces, I just want to say a huge thank you to you all for listening. We love you all being here. We love this little community we have. And we'd really appreciate it if you could take some time and leave a review for the podcast. That'd be so cool. I know so many of you have, and it's just awesome. And of course, the holidays are slowly or fastly <laughs> approaching us. Um, and if you do want any goodies from our shop, now would be the time to grab some. We have handmade candles and a lot of different spiritual things like incense and sprays and some gemstones and a lot of vintage stuff that is really cool so and candles yeah i think i said candles also candles also more candles so <laughs> head over to spiritdiaries.etsy.com if you want to check any of that out and of course i currently have tarot readings over there as well but you know those will come and go so if you see them they're they're in there you better jump on it fast because <laughs> they go fast and they're in like a thousand people's carts so i know and good luck uh, may the odds be ever in your favor i do want to offer them but at the same time i'm really serious about only giving readings when i'm in a good mental headspace because i never want my own funk to ever mess with it um, and you know, uh, some of them have had some <laughs> mediumship stuff come through, which has been cool. Um, uh, yeah, so they, they're really interesting. Um, tarot's the basic, but some of them get a little extra sprinkle of birdie sauce. That sounds so <laughs> bad. At least you didn't say Robert sauce, because that would be grosser. <laughs> that would be grosser. <laughs> a little bit of funk. <laughs> a little bit of funk. <laughs> All right, so do you want to go first, or would you like me to go for it first? <laughs> I think I can go first. Go for it. Once upon a time, there was a place that Robert had to go to every day that sucked ass. 
Just kidding. So that so place was called a salt mine. I was about to do it. <laughs> I work down in the mines and you know, <laughs> no, just joking. I work in a building. I know lots of you think I work in mines because <laughs> I'm always super serious when I say I work in a mine. I don't work in a mine. I work in a building. So the building that I work in is super old, mm-hmm. like <laughs> hundreds of years old, old. And because of that, it is a very creepy building from the inside and the outside. Yeah, it looks like the embodiment of if they dropped a building in hell for a few <laughs> thousand years and then drug it back up. Uh, that's what the building uh, looks like. Well, the best part is, is um, it has a big fence where you can go in for the entrance mm-hmm. and that fence is barbed wired. And we actually had recently um, it moved back because people the people in the in corporate the suite and in the community felt like it looked too much like a prison. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. So um, it's a very old building and typically that building is pretty high traffic. We have a lot of people that work there. So um, you're never really alone in the building. Right. Um, except when I first started working there. So when I first started working there, it was around the holiday time. Mm-hmm. And because I was the new guy, I had to work holidays. I didn't have the holidays off. Oh, yeah. Force the new person to do all the things you don't want to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was usual back then. Yeah. So I was in the building completely alone. And they didn't turn on the lights always in the hallways. What? When Because it seemed to be, they're not like automatic lights. So when someone mm-hmm. came into the building, um, they would just hit the switch. And it was a big building. So like you'd have to go around hitting several switches. That's so scary. And I only worked on one side of the building. So I was like, I'm not going to go around turning on every light. There was maybe one or two other people in the building. And the building is ginormous. So there could be one or two other people and you'll never know they're there. That's um, so scary. I never, yeah. even, I never even knew that. Yeah. So when the lights are off, it's dark. It's, I, it's really dark. I bet. And um, <laughs> my office is actually one of the inner offices. So like I don't have windows or anything. Yeah. And because of that, when all the lights are on outside the room, it is creepily dark. Like I would keep the lights in my room dimmer just so I could still see out the hallways. Because you'd hear people walking every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Like if some, like a real person. But, like, it would be really hard to see him. It would be, like, a faint, like, you'd see, like, the shadow walk through the hallway. And it's like, why didn't you turn the light on, weirdo? Right. Um, but. People are just walking around with their phone flashlights <laughs> yeah, on. Just, like, just turn the light on. <laughs> and, um, but I would, in those times, hear footsteps all the time. And I actually went to the point where I would just shut off the lights in my room and just work at my desk. And. Um, in the dark? Yeah. Why? Just, so you could see the hallway? Just because, I mean, it was better on my eyes and also so I could see everything just because it was creepy. Yeah. So I'm like hearing footsteps at work and then I just decide, <laughs> let's uh, amp this up a notch by working just in the pitch darkness. Well, we keep, I keep my office door closed. So it's like, like I can, I mean, I'm not worried about someone walking in or anything. There's no one there but me. So mm. um <laughs> It wasn't really that big of a deal for me. And I, I hate the fluorescent lights anyway, so yeah. it's not too bad. <laughs> and I swear it sounded like someone walked down the hallway mm-hmm. and turned into my doorway 
and then walked across my floor, like up to my desk. Yeah. And the the flooring I have, like you, it, it creaks. So like you can tell someone is walking. And I mean, when we have our door open, like you, you can just, I, I'll look up when I hear someone enter because I'll always know someone's walking and like, it's that right. very obvious, like you'll hear the creaking. It's like, okay, look up, there's someone there. Mm -hmm. I heard the footsteps walk from the door that was closed all the way to me. Mm -hmm. and I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and like, I was super weirded out, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, well, old building, like maybe it was just someone in the hallway. And when it got to my desk, it stopped. So I was wondering if someone was just like in the hallway and like had stopped to check their phone or something. Right, right. So like I opened the door and check, or check one hallway, no one's there. Uh -huh. um, and at the end of the hallway, it's a big heavy door that I would hear if they if they left. Right. And then, so I went and I walked and I checked the other hallway and there's no one there. Again, big heavy door or a hall, another off to another hallway that you can see almost all the way down. So it's not a problem. And there right. was no one there. So I was Ooh. like, all right, time to go back to my <laughs> office now. So, On a scale of like normal footsteps to like how heavy they were in Stone Mansion episode, when it sounded like something was coming up the stairs, how loud would you rate that? I would say it was a little bit louder. It was louder than what we heard at Stone Mansion. Really? And it was heavier footsteps because they almost sounded like like big, heavy work boots. Ooh. Like it was like the doof, doof, and you hear the, the like on the floor oh as like gosh. it was walking. Like, and it was like a normal pace. So it was like step, 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 step. Like it wasn't yeah. like slow and creepy. So it was like I legitimately, if I had not looked up from my desk like i would have assumed someone was going to be standing in front of me yeah so that was just one time that it was super creepy and that would have that kind of footstep thing would happen um whenever i was alone and i worked several holidays for several years there mm -hmm. and i just kind of just ignored it like nothing ever happened past that so i was like man whatever someone's saying hi <laughs> yeah i remember the first time the footsteps happened i got a phone call <laughs> and i was like you want to hear some creepy shit <laughs> you're like <laughs> You're like, man, I think someone just walked into my office. And I was like, okay. And you're like, someone dead. <laughs> someone unalive. Yeah. And that was one creepy instance. And then a second creepy instance um, actually happened when there was some other person with me. Um, I ended up still, again, working a holiday. Mm -hmm. But someone else had to work a holiday, too, because they were a new person and <laughs> <laughs> we both got screwed somehow. <laughs> so we were both sitting in there and I mean, we, if we have any sound coming out of our computers or something, we'll have, use a headphones or, um, we're just typically working quietly. Yeah. Uh, we'll chit chat every once in a while, but it's like, it's not constant sound. Mm -hmm. So I was sitting there and just working on something on my computer. And in my right ear, I heard a voice whisper. And it wasn't in English. Mm -hmm. Like it was, it, I, I believe it was Spanish. Yeah. I couldn't catch what it said exactly. But like, I was like 100% sure that someone was standing over my shoulder whispering in my ear. And I jerked around and looked and there was no one there. And Genius. I looked over at my coworker and... They weren't doing anything that would produce sound. Like I could see both of their screens. So it was like, yeah. there was no sound. They didn't have in headphones. Like nothing was going on. There was no sound. Right. Not even in the room. Yeah. And 
I jumped up again and looked in the hallway just to see if it was like a weird distance thing. But yeah. I was like, why would I hear it in just my right ear? Like someone whispered to me. Well, is that the ear that faces towards the hallway or away from the hallway? Uh, neither ear faces the hallway. Oh, okay. I see. So I just wasn't sure if like you were angled down yeah. to be able to hear or if it was like within the office. Right, right, right. <laughs> I believe it was in the office. Mm -hmm. And it was just incredibly creepy and i jumped when it happened and like you could like feel the breathiness <laughs> on your ear and it's like whoa yeah i also got a phone call after this one and <laughs> i have full body chills because this is the first time that robert was really like actually a little bit creeped out from a paranormal experience and you were like i felt the breath i'm pretty sure it was speaking spanish and you're like I, I just it was so creepy and i was so sure and that is right when you told me that there had also you had just recently found out there had been significant amount of deaths in the building yeah there has been lots of fatalities there. yeah and <laughs> I mean, while they're not as frequent now, I mean, it's a really old building. So right. It's like, Throughout it, its history. There's, there's hundreds there's of been, years of history yeah. of people for various reasons. Yeah. And yeah, that, that did creep me out. I think it creeped me out more and I like believed myself in the moment because it was the exact feeling I had. Mm -hmm. um, if everybody listening has heard season three. Yeah. <laughs> of, of me crapping my pants when something in my childhood home <laughs> said hello in my ear. It was a very similar thing. I'm a big boy now. I didn't crap my <laughs> pants. I didn't jump. I was just like, why? <laughs> like, like, why are you doing that in my ear? Right. It was more annoying than anything else. I'm like, I got things to do. I'm working. <laughs> this is not the time. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, that was that was definitely a very creepy time. And and those footsteps still happen to this day. Like, if it's really early in the morning, you'll hear it sounds like someone's walking down the hallway. No one's there. It's so interesting. I think half of it is like residual and I think the other half is still maybe people lingering around. I wish I could get in there and stick it. <laughs> I just have to sneak you in my backpack. <laughs> oh my God. I would love to come to work with you in a backpack. <laughs> just a really big duffel bag. I'll just carry you in. Don't mind the duffel bag. Why is it moving? I said don't mind. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm channeling a message from beyond. It's from today's sponsors who make creating this podcast possible. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you know that we have an Etsy shop filled with handmade items and incredible vintage pieces perfect for witchy and spooky decor? Go over to spiritdiaries.etsy.com. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-D-I-A-R-I-E-S dot E-T-S-Y dot C-O-M. And indulge in self-care with my handmade bath salts, bath bombs, body oils, room sprays, and 100% beeswax candles. Treat yourself and help us go on more spooky adventures and keep this podcast going. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you all know that Robert and I went on a spooky adventure? We visited six notoriously haunted locations over the course of six days, and we recorded it all. We've even won a film award for it. Yeah, that's right. We freaking won. And this is all available to watch for free over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spirit diaries. Yep. 
Go watch it right now. Subscribe, leave thumbs up, and tell all your friends about our free season streaming on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash So I have also I had creepy workplace experiences in addition to me reading my boss whose mom just happened to hang out at the shop I used to work at all the time. Um, that was not the first of my ghostly interactions at work. Um, one of the first, oh, nor the internship I talked about where it was in a historic home and there was ghostly children around all the time. Um, (laughs) That was not my only two ghostly experiences in the workplace. Uh, There was another. So I was working in an animal shelter. And this shelter was very, very old. And it was one of those types of buildings that it was just like a building that was added on to, added on to, added on to. Um, and the original part of the building had the freezer where we would put bodies. Creepy. And, uh, the bodies would be picked up by an outside company and taken to the crematorium. Mm. But, um, so we would get a stack of bodies over the course of like a week, uh, that we'd put in the freezer. But um, it was my job, unfortunately, to um, take and bag bodies from the euthanasia room to, and then take them to the freezer. Um, the freezer and the euthanasia room were in the oldest part of the building. Of course. And <laughs> it was through this horrifying hallway. And um, this place was a nonprofit, so any money that the shelter got went towards the outside of the building. Um, these places <laughs> looked like some of the hallways in these places we visited in the season. Um, paint peeling, a million different colors on the wall. The light bulb is old and buzzing. Um, it was very dark, dingy, creepy in the back. I mean, if there wasn't anything spiritually going on, just the look of it was scary and um, the emotion and when you uh, knew what it was it was even creepier yeah the <laughs> fatigue of you know uh it's not an easy job to do uh euthanasias every day and be the one responsible to be alone and bag bodies especially you know it's just it's not a fun job it was not a fun time um and that's something i actually didn't know it's going to be a part of my job when i started working there so that was fun surprise we um <laughs> Otherwise, I would have never taken it. Um, But yeah, and uh, I just, I hated doing it, but I was one of the only ones who actually did my job there. So it was frequently me who was doing those. Uh, Anyways, um, I also was responsible for uh, giving animals like their medicated foods. And again, nonprofit, not a lot of money. So our food for the animals was kept in the freezer to keep it away from rats and rodents and other uh, creepy crawlies. Um, So I had to go in the freezer every single morning to get food. Mm -hmm. And what really sucked is by the end of the week, you were digging through some frozen bodies 
to get to the food. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it just always gave you this feeling that something was there and not like an animal, not one of these cute little animal spirits who was lingering. It just felt really, really creepy. Now, this is after we've lived in our super haunted apartment that you all have heard about. Um, so I was aware of what non-human entities felt like at this point in my mediumship life. Um, and that's the sort of vibe it gave me that it just was not human. So quite frequently, I would run back there, do what I had to do and run straight back out. <laughs> and when we got a, another employee, I made lots of deals for them to be the one to get the medicated food. And I ended up picking up like quadruple the amount of work uh, that they needed to do in order for them to go back there just because of how severe it was. But one day I had to uh, go back there and unfortunately it was a euthanasia day. So I had to uh, move the bodies to the freezer and um, I was bagging a body and there was this like rustling sound coming from the hallway, which there was no live animals in this portion. Mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> that being said, we did have a snake, a pet snake get loose once that was living in the ceiling. We have had <laughs> ferrets that uh, had gone missing for a few months and then were found. Um, at this point, I think we were missing a pet rat. Um, <laughs> this was a reputable shelter, I swear. It's one of the good ones um <laughs> but still you know things happened and so i was like oh maybe this is one of our missing animals and i i left the body and i went into the hallway and they were all separated by doors so i opened a door and i looked down this like hallway and nothing was there and i went back to where all the uh, my coworkers were and like this general like uh meeting area type thing and i was like hey which animals is, are missing? Because I think I heard one and they're like, oh, no, we found the rat this morning. And I was like, oh, OK. Oh um, <laughs> and then I like creepily slowly went back to the room and I finished bagging the bodies. And um, this one, oh God, it was it was a huge dog. And at that time, I was really small and weak <laughs> and I had a severely hard time moving the body and um, obviously I, I, I could not pick up the body. So quite frequently what happened was we just dragged the bodies to the freezer. Some horror movie stuff. I know. I know. I know. I feel so bad saying this. So I'm like pulling on this bag and dragging this animal to the freezer and apologizing to it the whole time. And I, I mean, you all know how emotional I am. This is like not easy. There were so many lunch breaks spent crying. Um, so I'm pulling it back and then I hear this like, like thing. And I'm like, what the hell is it? It just sounded like a spider, but like, wet and gooey at the same yeah. time like it sounded 
like a horror movie. It was just creepy and crawly and I couldn't figure it out. And I look behind me and I seen like a black flash go across the floor and my hair was in a ponytail. And so immediately I just started, I stopped and I just started shaking my head back and forth, (laughs) waving my ponytail, trying to make it look like what I had just seen. Because of course I'm a skeptic. I'm trying to debunk this. I'm like, oh, it's a lost animal. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And then I see something and I'm like, okay, I had to have just my ponytail must have flicked in the corner of my eye. And no matter what I did, no matter how crazy I moved my head, I could not get that shape to repeat. So I'm going on a little bit of an alarm at this point. Because I'm like, oh no, oh no. And I'm pulling this body and it's so heavy and there's like a lip in the door and I I couldn't get it over the lip. And I'm like pulling, pulling, pulling. It's not going over. And so I get to the other side and I'm like trying to like lift and push and oh, 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 I felt so bad. Um, I want to donate a wagon to this place. Oh gosh. (laughs) We could have, well, the hallways were so narrow that like, legit a wheelbarrow couldn't even fit mm-hmm. um it just it i don't know how it worked and so I finally i get the body into the freezer room and it's this small little square room and in the corner is the freezer and the freezer i have been told is known to shut on you oh safe <laughs> yeah um if it shuts you're stuck Uh, There's no way to get out if it closes on you. So we had a leash tied to the wall that every time you went in the freezer, you had to tie the leash around the handle so the door could not shut. And I did this all the time. Um, And so I'm going in, dragging in this body. I finally get the body to where it's in front of the door. I open the door, I pull it open, I get the leash off the wall and I hook the door and I always tested it like 50 times because I was so scared that I would like get stuck in this freezer. Um, As I turn around, there was this black um, entity that was like on all fours and very humanoid um in shape uh large like a human an adult human like on the ground and it like just was like and it like went up the wall and then i couldn't see it and i was panicking because there i i could not have left to have somebody come and do this because this is like my job of the day and I I just, I really wanted to make a good impression at this place. I highly wanted to be promoted at this place. Um, I was really, really, really wanting to be involved because as creepy and backwoods as this sounds, this, this was a really reputable place. Um, really, really reputable. I, I really wanted to grow here. So I'm like, do not let your little weird psychicness get in the way with this job. So I'm like, just hurry up and get out and you'll figure out an excuse to never, ever do euthanasias again. Um, and so I'm like, okay, I, I grabbed the body. I'm pulling it in the freezer. Um, I hadn't worked the past few days. They had a big 
uh, euthanasia list those days. And they only put down animals who were brought in who were really sick, had no other medical options. Um, We also got a lot of abuse cases. So other animals that were uh, hit by cars, uh, physically uh, mauled to the point to where they couldn't be saved, even with amputations or anything of that sort. So, I mean, it wasn't a kill shelter at all. We never, ever, ever euthanized for space. These were all medically necessary euthanasias. Like no Um, other choice. Yeah, yeah. Um, No, because they were great about never, ever. We were just a no-kill shelter. We did not uh, euthanize for space. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm like, they had a huge list the other day, and the, the freezer was packed, and the only spot open was in the far back corner. And I was like, no, (laughs) because that meant I would have to fully walk into the freezer and I wouldn't be able to keep like a foot in the door. Mm -hmm. There was nothing I could put in the way of the door. Um, The food barrels were empty. So it's not even like I could put a barrel in the way of the door because it wasn't heavy enough. So I'm like, okay, do this real quick. I mustered all the strength I had put like the, my shoulder uh, like underneath this bag and I just start hauling butt forward. I drag the body forward. I get into the freezer. I'm shoving it towards the back. I, I'm all the way in and the freezer light goes out. <laughs> of course it And does. there is a light in the room, but the light in the freezer is out. And it, the, the room does not have windows. And it's just like this old like Edison type bulb that's like, and I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm shoving the body, shoving the body. It's almost in the corner. I turn around and the door is slowly shutting on me. Don't laugh. This is like your worst nightmare. (laughs) I know, I know. And I'm like, what? At this point, I outwardly yelped. Um, because I'm like, I need to start screaming because the freezer is damn near soundproof. Um, so I run towards the door right before it latches. I push it open. There's this black thing in the corner of the room, just staring at me. And it's like all creepy and mangled on the floor. And I just, in that moment, I got this impression that like it fed off of death. Mm. Um, And I was like, oh, no. And I look to the side where the leash and the leash had been untied, unfreaking tied from the wall. (laughs) That's not it was on a metal hook on the wall, Mm -hmm. like not a hook that could be slipped off, like a round one bolted Mm -hmm. to the wall on both sides that you could tie it around. Um, It had been untied and was off the wall. And I ran out, I slammed the freezer, didn't bother to untie the leash. I was like, this is the next person's problem. I ran out and I never went back to the freezer again. I agreed that I would bag the bodies, but I left them in the hallway. I never went back. I would not explain why. And there was only one other time that I had to go back there. And it was when one of the other employees was sick. And I had to go into a room adjacent to that to um, help a dog and when I went into that room, um, the creature like ran through like a dog door in the wall. Oh. And 
I immediately was like, nope. And I traded duties with somebody else. And I was like, I will do all of the vaccinations. I will do baths. I will do anything. I will clean. I will scrub the walls. Please just go get this dog. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Look how bad for the animals. I know. <laughs> it's running through dog doors. It's like, are the dogs like, what the hell is that? I know. I know. That's an ugly dog. <laughs> I felt so bad because those dogs, too, who were back in that area were like medically needy and they were like half indoor um, units and they had heat. Um, whereas the other ones, they had heat, but it wasn't as good of heat. Mm -hmm. um, so these ones got a lot more. They were the nicest, like, area. So I felt bad because I'm like, these are the sickest puppies. <laughs> and this is like, <laughs> oh, this with. is the nice area. And it's, like, haunted by this, like, death eater. Here is the death monster. Yeah. 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 Yep. 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 Well, I will say your story makes me sound like a sissy because I had footsteps and someone speaking <laughs> Spanish and you had a death monster. Oh. <gasps> Well, I did get promoted eventually, and I did not have to work in that area anymore. Instead, I worked in surgery, and that was much less haunted than um, the euthanasia room. Yep. So what you're saying is we need to convince them to let us investigate it. <laughs> oh, no. Joking. I would, I would never mess with something like that. No, I would never. That was this was in my phase i think this was in one of my phases of like i'm gonna ignore this and that was also oh my gosh that was also at the same time where spirit convinced me to get a tattoo that represents a deity that i didn't even know what it represented i just had this like urge to get this like symbology tattooed and i was like i just really want this tattoo i want it so bad and then afterward, I had found out what it was. And I'm like, dang, you spirits. <laughs> I was like, you win. You freaking win. You got me. You freaking got me. And it was at that time because I remember one of the days I was like, I can't go back there. I just got a tattoo and it hurts and I have to lotion it right now. And I can't do my job <laughs> because I have to lotion my tattoo. Sorry. <laughs> Someone else went to go do it. I just vividly have that memory. I'm uh, surprised they let that fly. Like, what's what was your excuse? I have to lotion my tattoo now. I did a lot. That would be a very weird excuse. I did a lot of extra work. <laughs> nobody I guess you could get away with anything. Nobody could complain because I quite frequently made deals that did not make sense, so I didn't have to go into certain areas. So you also did 90% of like a few other people's jobs as well. I did. I did do a lot of other people's jobs. And a huge reason for that, aside from wanting a huge promotion, was um, I, I just really never wanted to do that. And I needed to gain up as much <laughs> good deeds as I could. So when I'm like, can you please do this one thing for me? They would. Makes sense. Yeah. The life of a secret medium. Can you go play with the death entity? Because I don't feel like it today. <laughs> <laughs> That's your tagline. You can deal with death. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That was, I think, my scariest workplace. Because, I mean, what do you do when your workplace is haunted? It's, it's like being stuck in a house that you can't get out of or an apartment you can't get out of. 
Like you just kind of have to <sighs> tough through it. And I know so many people are like, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? And it's like, how, how do you move out of your house? How do you freaking quit your job? Like, it's not that easy to just quit a job. That job was coveted. I had tried to get that. I was working to get that job for years. Like it was a very, very exclusive place that only hired the best of the best. And I, I truly worked my butt off to get to a place to where they would hire me. Explain that to your next employer to you like, oh, why did you leave this position? Oh, death entity. <laughs> yeah, this like death entity haunted the freezer and almost locked me in and tried to kill me myself. And it blew out a light bulb. And like, I was just like shoving the bodies in the freezer and it was like <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> so <laughs> they'd be like, OK, we still want to hire you because you're qualified, but we will require that drug test. <laughs> just so scary so scary i i i thought i was gonna die that day i remember calling you afterward and was being like do i quit and knowing me i was like yeah do it i know <laughs> <laughs> quit it's the best do it yeah yeah no the the only time before that that was like a haunted workplace was working at those horrible halloween themed <sighs> theme parks those are annoying. Yeah, they were annoying. They were even scary. They were just annoying. And I want you to know, for everybody who just went to one of those Halloween theme parks, those really nice ones that you're going to travel southward to, yeah, those ones, um, they hire people from no background checks, <laughs> off the street. Anybody who shows up to an open call and goes, <laughs> gets the job. Anybody who who's willing, anybody in those places that has any type of makeup on or any like character act that isn't in some sort of actual like show that that place is putting on is not a real employee. <laughs> no, they are not considered real employees. They are literally brought off college campuses and yeah. anywhere they can dig up people who need it work temporary contracts um to do the job it is not safe those people are not safe <laughs> you should be scared <laughs> um because i wanted to exchange my position to be one of the scare actors because they made one dollar more an hour and i needed that one dollar severely so we could eat and stop stealing toilet paper but <laughs> Not from the store. No, we didn't steal from the store. Oh. We stole the crap from public bathrooms. We weren't <laughs> dicks. Come on. We took the sandpaper no one wanted. Oh. And we always left some. So come on. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we were we were very poor. Um, no, I didn't get the job. And when I seen who they had hired, like there was people... Who they hired, who, like, refused to, like, speak any coherent language. Mm -hmm. I was in the break room one time, and they had the scare actors in there. And legit, one guy was just standing there trying to order chicken nuggets and was like, And I was just like, he wasn't even one of the zombies. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was a clown. Oh and... I was just like, these people 
are 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 just scary. So next time you go to a Halloween theme park, be afraid. And they actually, even though they're not supposed to touch you, they're not getting paid enough to care and they're going to touch you. Yeah, they, they, they will touch you. And I cannot tell you how many people were like, I punched a guy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, you can't do that. You can't do that. Or like how they're not supposed to swing back. Like somebody, I remember my friend got like a black eye and I was like, oh my God. And he's like, yeah, someone punched me. And I was like, somebody punched you? And he's like, don't worry. He's like, I kicked him in the dick. And I was <laughs> like wait what you're not allowed to touch back and he's like bullshit <laughs> so yeah have fun next time you go to your very expensive halloween theme park things that happen to be south of wherever you live likely so um and just know that everybody who's an actual employee <laughs> that look of disgust and annoyance on their face is real <laughs> they are both disgusted and, and annoyed, annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Yep, 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 yep. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Spirit Diaries. And before we go, we just want to remind you that we are accepting stories. If you want to share your own haunted experience with us, we don't need you to embellish them. We just want real, honest stories. Send a little short summary over to helpmespiritdiaries at gmail.com. And we will see if we can get you on the show because we'd like to start sharing your stories because we've shared so much of our stories. We want to also give you guys this amazing relief of just sharing something that has happened to you that you are in a space where people don't think you're absolutely crazy. We believe you. And it's just it feels good to get some of this stuff off your chest. Mm -hmm. Some of these stories I've never shared. So it's really nice to just like, oh. This is what happened. It's crazy. <laughs> so thank you all for listening to The Spirit Diaries. Bye. <laughs>